Hello there, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. Also remember to join us over on Facebook, Quality of Life Grace Teaching Ministries. Yeah, we just see you as the most important person here because without you we cannot teach. We learn so we can teach and we teach so we can learn. This teaching here we're going to call it Putting on Jesus Christ. Have you ever wondered how to do this? Is it like going to your closet and putting on your jacket, your coat? For a winter day? Is it like putting on your socks? You know, putting on your shoes? Now we're going to talk a little bit about this. How does uh, the Apostle Paul describe putting on Jesus Christ? In Romans 13, verse 14, he says, Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. I can honestly say that I was a carnal Christian for many years. Until I, until I asked the pastor one day, I was having many troubles in the Christian life, and I was wondering why. I was, you know, I was doing all the right things. I was going to the church service, and, you know, I was, I was reading my Bible, studying my Bible, and all that good stuff. And, but I never really understood why I was stumbling so much. I stumbled all the time. And I was just curious. One day I asked the pastor, I says, why am I struggling? Why am I struggling so much in the Christian life? I seem to be having a problem with Satan. And he says, well, the only thing Satan can really do is persuade, entice, and tempt you. But uh, your flesh is really the enemy here. And so the enemy is the flesh. That's God's enemy and that's our enemy because we get ourselves in many troubles. Be encouraged though, even if you have put yourself in a valley today, a lot of times, uh, you know, we have to remember that Jesus is in us. He loves us unconditionally and he takes us through those really difficult times. But yeah, most of the problems that we have are caused by us. And so we're gonna talk a little bit of, uh, you know, the difference between carnal and spiritual. I want to talk a little bit about putting on Jesus Christ, and that's what my pastor told me. He says, Brad, you need to put on Jesus Christ. And I says, what are you talking about? He says, well, you're carnal. And I says, what do you mean I'm carnal? I didn't even know what it meant. He says, well, it's just a Christian living from the flesh. I says, wow. So how do you live by the Spirit? And so that's what grace is all about. It's really important for us to understand what the grace of God is. Christ himself, he comes to give us life. And so he doesn't come into our life. He actually becomes our life. And so we have to learn how to live from that life. In doing so, we, our flesh, will be denied. And so what does it mean to put on Christ in uh, Romans 13, 14? In a very real sense, the Christian life is a put-on. We choose to live from the life-giving Spirit of Christ. That way, the flesh, the self-life, gets denied. Okay, And so, those who clothe themselves with the Lord Jesus Christ are believers who do not focus on gratifying the desires of the flesh. Self-life. Okay, like Paul said in Philippians 3 3, he says, For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us 
and we put no confidence in human effort. Okay, again, he's talking about us who are in Christ Jesus when he says, for we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. He's not speaking to unbelievers here in Adam. He's speaking to us in Christ. Okay, so Paul paints a vivid picture of recognizing our new life in Christ Jesus when he writes his letter to the church in Christ at Ephesus. In Ephesians 5.8, he says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord, so live as children of light. And so this is a, a brand new identity, folks. We were in Adam sinner living in the the dark realm and uh, we were taken out of that realm placed in the kingdom of his dear son and whom he loves and so we have to see that uh, we're no longer in Adam sinners but we're in Christ children of God and so in him in Christ is life and this life was the light of mankind and so Paul also goes on to talk about putting on the armor of God. Again, putting on is recognizing that Christ is our life and recognizing what he has done for us and recognizing who we are in him and recognizing why he lives in us. He lives in us for the purpose of living through us. So let's talk about this, putting on the armor of God. First of all, in Ephesians 6.10, the Apostle Paul says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You see, so in other words, Christ is our strength. He doesn't give us strength. Okay, the first piece of armor that he wants the body of Christ to put on, of course, is the belt of truth, and that is forgiveness, folks. We are forgiven of all of our sins our past, our present, our future sins. We have a teaching on forgiveness, and you'll want to check that out if you're more interested in that topic. But we don't ask God for forgiveness anymore. Why? Because Ephesians 1.7 tells us through the blood of Jesus, our sins have been forgiven. Past tense. It was a one-time, for-all-time deal. And so the breastplate of righteousness, you see, recognize that in Christ you are right with God. That's what righteousness means. It means you're right with God. We're justified through faith, you see. Romans 5.1 tells us, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we always have peace with our Heavenly Father because we're always right with Him. Do you see why Paul calls this good news? He says, put on the helmet of salvation. It's not like putting on your motorcycle helmet when you go out for a motorcycle ride, and I hope you do. If you ride a motorcycle, I hope you ride uh, with a helmet. I know I'm always uh, reminded to do that. But uh, nevertheless, the helmet of salvation is on if you're on in Christ. It's not uh, something you need to do. Putting on, again, is just recognizing our need for dependency on Christ and our identity in Him. John 1.12 tells us to all who received him, to them who believed in his name, Jesus Christ, God gave us the right to be called children of God. And so we're no longer in Adam's sinner. That was our identity before Christ. But now in Christ, we're children of God. And so the helmet of salvation is always on. You cannot lose your salvation. Once you become a butterfly, new creature in Christ, you can never go back to being a caterpillar. 
Okay, and so the butterfly is always beautiful. It doesn't matter what it lands on. It's always going to be the same. The shoes of peace is the peace of God and the peace with God. And so Christ himself says that he is our peace in us. Peace I leave with you, peace I give to you, not as the world gives, you see. And so we have peace with God and we also have the peace of God living in us. Christ himself is our peace. Of course, the shield of faith, he talks about putting on the shield of faith. That really means just the Lord is our strength and courage. We don't ask the Lord for strength and courage. We don't say, Lord, make me strong and courageous because I'm going into battle now. No, we just fold and see our need for dependency on him and say, Lord, thank you that you are my strength and my courage. See, the shield's up and the arrows will reflect off of him, not us. Sword of the Spirit. Of course, what is the Spirit of God? It's the Word. The God. The, it says, for the Word of God is alive and active. That's what the Sword of the Spirit is. It's actually uh, in context says it's the written word cap uh, it's not a capital w but a small w for the word of god is alive and active uh, sharper than a double-edged sword the reason why the writer of hebrews in 4 to verse 12 tells us that the the word the scriptures um, are alive and active is because the focal point of all scripture by choice and design is it points us to the living word in us Christ himself, capital W. Okay, and remember, how do we live the Christian life? Very simply, it's found in 1 Thessalonians 5.24, where we read there, Paul says, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it, you see. And so the Christian life is not hard to live, folks. It's impossible to live, and only Christ can live it through us as we yield over our members to him. Remember, the uh, Galatians 3.27 is going to tell us the expression uh, put on Christ occurs again there. Uh, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ Jesus put on Christ. That's the ESV version. And so when, uh, we, when we put on Christ, we recognize the old self uh, was nailed to the cross. Okay? We have to recognize that uh, the people we were in Adam's center uh, have been crucified with him. And so that person was removed and we were placed in Christ, made alive, and given a brand new identity in him. Okay, Colossians 3, 3 and 4 tells us, For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, you too appear with him in glory. Okay, Galatians 5.24 tells us anyone who belongs to Christ has crucified the sinful nature with its appetites and its desires. You know, to put on Christ means to follow him in discipleship, allowing Christ to form us into his image as well. Romans 8.29 tells us that uh, we are under construction. That's right. We are under construction. And God is in the process of forming us into the likeness of his son, Jesus. Romans 8, 29. And remember, discipleship or discipline mean the same thing. And the scripture is going to tell us about uh, discipline and a work, a good work that he's, you know, 
Argon is the Greek word for a good work, and even uh, Philippians 1.6, it says there that uh, he was began a good work, and you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, until he is revealed. So God is in the process of forming us into the likeness of his son Jesus, and also he's in the process of using trials, problems, and whatever comes in our path uh, and to reveal the revelation of Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so to put on Christ means to witness Christ and use words when you must. You see, we uh, worship Christ as the, you know, a good physical picture of this is, of course, the sun and the moon. The sun and the moon have a neat relationship together, and the moon reflects the light of the sun only as it's been gazing at the sun in the daytime. Notice at nighttime, after gazing at the sun during the daytime, the moon reflects the light of the sun. And so will we. We will also, this will happen with us in Christ as we worship Christ as Lord and Savior. Okay, Peter says it like this, First Peter 3.15, You must worship Christ as Lord uh, as your life, and if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Okay. And so one thing we're going to have to get in the habit of doing, folks, is no longer being conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. This is something the Apostle Paul said. If you're in Christ today, this is not a suggestion. And when he writes this in Romans 12, 2, he's basically putting it together with Romans 12, 1, when he's saying, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you offer yourselves to him. This is your pleasing and this is this is what pleases him and it's your spiritual act of worship. Then he goes on to say don't be conformed to this world meaning don't live self-reliant lives but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Remember in conclusion putting on Jesus Christ is abiding in him. The word abide actually means to live in. It's not a work. Remember we're responders under this covenant of grace. We're not initiators, so we're going to respond. And the way we respond to abiding in Christ is just recognize that we live in him and he lives in us. Whoever's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Now trust him today to produce his life through you and to produce his character through you, which is found in Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the spirit. Remember, as children of God, folks, we are always led by the Spirit, directed by the Holy Spirit. That means taught. 1 John 2.27 tells us the Holy Spirit is within you and will teach you everything you need to know in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us. God bless.